0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters podcast, season two, episode 19. Tegan, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty well. I uh, got about halfway through Vision so far, so kind of uh, take checking out the new Star Wars content, which has been interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I finished that up uh, myself, and it was good. It was interesting. You have to go into it with an open mind, absolutely, um, but I think it's, it's very cool as... Uh, uh, you know, as I think we'll come up in our in our conversation today as we talk about uh, using the Star Wars books for inspiration, you know, this is another thing that you can look at these different takes on Star Wars through visions uh, and and do the same thing. So good stuff, definitely. Uh, Well, welcome everyone to our podcast today. Uh, We have a good one. As I mentioned, we're going to talk about uh, books in Star Wars uh, with a special guest, Zach uh, Zed from the Star Wars 5E Discord. Uh, Before that, some announcements on our end. Uh, Of course, check us out, dungeonjedimasters.com for links to all of our content, this podcast, our YouTube channel, Twitch for live plays, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, all the etc. and uh, our Patreon, which helps support uh, production of this content and uh, you know everything else that we do. Uh, speaking of Patreon, we do have some new members that we would like to give a shout out to. Uh, all tier two members: Callum, Rogue, uh, Paul, who uh, took advantage of that annual discount, uh, Osiris, and Joseph. Thank you very much uh, for that, and welcome aboard. And all of them, as well as all of our tier two Patreons will be getting access uh, day of this podcast to the next plot point uh, adventure in our uh, year long Patreon adventure, a
1: heist. Tegan, uh, tell us about that again. Definitely. So uh, that's uh, the weapon size. So this is yeah, the second to last of the, the, the point adventures. And uh, this is basically kind of a open... Uh, if it goes to Cecil, you'll be able to help stock up the army uh, as they kind of make their way to hopefully take all around back. So this is a little bit of a heist adventure. Uh, a little bit of a different style than we've done so far uh, with uh, the, this campaign or this season's adventures. So uh, you basically get to go and kind of scope out and uh, map out kind of what uh, kind of the little touch point we're going to be uh, kind of pre- forming your heist and you have to be cautious uh make sure you're getting the information you need and get in and get out hopefully without the empire noticing you so this should be a fun one the stealthy boys will like it uh just have a little bit of a different feel than some of those adventures to mix up a little bit for your players
0: Absolutely. And as, uh, as with all the other uh, plot points here, uh, once this is fully fleshed out, uh, in a couple months, we'll have that final chapter. All these middle chapters, you can play in any order how you want to distribute those, uh, which makes for a fun, uh, you know, fun campaign as you u- use this. So uh, grab that on our Patreon, uh, which will be available to all Tier 2 members uh, with this podcast. Uh, One other thing on our end, uh, we are looking to add uh, to the DJM team. We are looking for a Dungeon Jedi Master ambassador. Uh, Just looking for somebody to help us connect with the community at Star Wars 5e, uh, you know, on the Discord and the subreddit. Uh, So if you're interested in finding more about that, uh, shoot me a message on Discord. Uh, We'd love to uh, have somebody aboard and just kind of help continue growing our own community, uh, Dungeon Jedi Masters. Uh, which has uh, been great. We've had a lot of great interaction recently on our on the Discord uh, with some great conversations uh, with some new members and whatnot. So uh, let us know if you'd like to uh, come aboard. With that, uh, we head over to a couple new Star Wars 5e releases, uh, two species. We have the uh, Ka-Masi, I think it was, and then the uh, Tong. Uh, so uh, looking at the uh, Ka-Masi, Uh, This is a species of a a furry mammalian type uh, species, and they are, you know, humanoid uh, with uh, three-fingered hands, pointed ears, uh, pretty interesting looking face there. They're from the planet uh, Kamas, and, uh, you know, they they come from a tenet of uh, peace and social justice. As far as the traits that you get with this uh, species, uh, their ability score increases are Wisdom, plus two, and Intelligence, plus one. Uh, so it would be great for a, a Force-casting build uh, with that bonus there. So some of their features there, uh, we have Call for Peace. Uh, as an action on your turn, you can uh, demand that your foes cease fighting. Uh, and Until the end of your next turn, your allies gain advantage on attack rolls against enemies within 10 feet. Uh, that is a short or long rest feature so very cool there Uh, proficiency in persuasion skill as these uh, species tend to be diplomatic Uh, keen smell advantage on uh, wisdom perception checks related to smell and uh, we also have memnil transfer and this says uh, as an action when you touch a creature you can initiate a uh, memnil transfer and they must make a saving throw intelligence saving throw and uh, on a failed save, the target is stunned, and you can share vivid memories with the target as if they were their own for one minute or until your concentration ends. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. I could see uh, some pretty interesting uh, uses there for that. And then uh, also gain proficiency in the insight skill. So one little last piece that they have there. So lots of stuff in this one. Uh, pretty cool. This is written by Heresy uh, and Rick Fisto. Uh, so... Another uh, great addition by them for our ever-growing list. And uh, with that, Tegan, we'll head over to the Tong, uh, the other species that has recently been released.
1: Definitely. It's kind of a... The diametrically opposed these two species, the Kamasi or uh, Kamase, uh, as uh, we kind of touched on a little earlier. I have not uh, heard the word said before, but they are kind of more of a peaceful species. Where you got the Tong, uh, who are the Mandalorians, who be, will become the Mandalorians. So warlike species, uh, both super interesting. Uh but the Tong. uh so they're uh, they're kind of the Mandalorian. There they were the Mandalorians, but eventually they did go extinct. uh with the Mandalorians becoming more of a culture uh, than an actual species. Uh, Uh, The tong kind of look like Predators. Uh, I had not seen uh, one before this outside of its armor, and it definitely kind of has a little bit of a Predators type look to it. Uh, But these are going to be great if you want to have a a hearty uh, kind of a kind of bruising type of uh, PC going. Uh, with these guys, uh, if you know the Mandalorian culture, you know the Tong culture, it didn't change. Uh, the biggest thing they did is during the Mandalorian Wars, they uh, began opening it up to uh, other species to be able to join and be a part of their culture, mostly due to them needing more people to help them fight. Uh, but eventually they kind of went so hard in those wars, they uh, kind of drove themselves to extinction. Uh, with them though, uh, for playing a PC with them, you're gonna get uh the ABIs, you're gonna get plus two constitution, plus one strength fits. These guys are hardy guys, they're good fighters, they're gonna be able to take a couple hits for you. Um, they are um standard speed. The nice thing you do go hit though is you get claws as a natural weapon, so you can do one D4 on attacks automatically. Uh you also get toughness, which is gonna be sweet for uh especially having that extra constitution too. So uh your hit point maximum will increase by one every time you gain a level so you're going to be a little bit harder, harder to kill uh you also get relentless endurance too which kind of jumps right on that hard to kill button so if you get reduced to zero hit points but not killed outright uh you can just drop to one hit point instead so uh just keep you in the battle longer uh and then you also get some weapon trainings you get one free vibro weapon one free blaster or your choice uh so Gives you some good options there, especially if you're going to play a class that may not give you all the martial weapons. Uh, and then these are, like I said, they got the predator look, and then the Mandalorians and their gear, and uh, definitely one of the more intimidating species. Uh, so you get menacing, which is giving you proficiency and intimidation skill. Uh, And then you also get uh, the pretty cool trait, which is a force insensitive. So uh, if you guys are familiar with the tongs, you will know that they are uh, not cut off from the force, but they are just uh, kind of insensitive to it, uh, which means that uh, they cannot sense the force. Uh, You can't take any force powers or levels in force casting classes. So if you wanted to be a tong Jedi, unfortunately, that won't happen for you there, uh, just due to them not being able to feel or access the force.
0: Excellent. Uh, yeah, great, great addition as well. Uh, so if you would like to check out either of these, they're available uh, for sure on the Reddit, I know, and probably working their way into the website as well to get uh, put into that list. With that, I think that brings us to uh, our core episodes. So uh, we will bring in uh, Zach here and uh, we'll talk about some books. All right, everyone, welcome to the bulk of our uh, discussion today. Uh, We're glad to have uh, Zach join us today. Uh, You all know him as Zed, uh, our fearless babysitter on the Star Wars 5e Discord. Zach, how are you doing? Doing
2: good. How are you guys?
0: Great, great. Glad to have you here.
2: Good. It's good to be here.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, as we mentioned uh, in the beginning of the episode, we're going to talk about the books of Star Wars. Uh, I think it'll be a fun topic uh, I know that you two both have a you know pretty extensive knowledge of that. I'm catching up myself, uh, but uh, you know there's a lot out there, and it's it's a great way to to gain inspiration for uh, your campaigns and and games that you play in Star Wars Five E. Uh, before we do dive into that, uh, Zach, tell us a little bit about your experience with tabletops. How long you've been playing those, and uh, you know what uh, what you're currently working on and whatnot.
2: Sure. Um, so I started playing tabletop games only as like a, a freshman, sophomore in college. I didn't really get into the hobby until then. Um, so that's only been like six years ago, six or seven, not sure off the top of my head um, <clears throat> started playing 5e found star Wars 5e pretty quick, but didn't get heavily involved in that until more recently. Um, and I've been running off and on uh 5e live games star wars 5e live games um the majority of what i do now just because all you know my friends and the people that play are so busy uh, i i run several play by post games and in several of those um so kind of doing the asynchronous thing over discord so that we all have time to actually play together um but yeah that's that's a little bit about my experience uh it's yeah i haven't been involved in the hobby for too long but um in the sh- few short years that i've been in i've kind of dove in head first
0: cracked my head on the bottom sort of thing yeah i think that's that's how it goes definitely
1: definitely i'm a player in one of your play-by-post games and it's definitely a lot of fun so uh with astros i've had a co uh, who met a unfortunate fate uh yeah. to uh enjoyed both of them and having a fun time with the story yeah i'm glad you're enjoying it play by post. It's
0: its such a great format. Um, you know, maybe another, uh, topic for another discussion as well to add to the list, but it's, it's great format, And, um, you know, as you said, you can just kind of almost play whenever you want. I uh, one other thing from you, Zach, what is, uh, what's your favorite star Wars 5E class, or maybe a past character build that you've had, uh, that you enjoy from the system?
2: Mm, yeah. So, uh, I think my favorite class is guardian just cause I I'm pretty partial to paladins in, in five E and guardian feels the most like that within star Wars five E and also just the, um, the more focus on martial, um, abilities rather than the, um, casting side of things. Uh, that's my, that's a personal preference of mine. Um, but my favorite build I would think has to be, um, from, the tempest feud one shot um i believe uh the lasat berserker marauder berserker uh shed was a lot of fun to play um just to roll up who stat wise is just a big dumb idiot um and go along with that and just wreak some havoc with a big lightsaber was a lot of fun
0: yeah, you did. You'd, uh, remembering back, you know, I actually, I don't think I have the VOD up of that and I should probably do so um, because I have it saved. But uh, yeah, that was a great, from an RP standpoint, uh, excellent job with that one. It was fun. And, you know, I think, uh, as you said, going from the Guardian that you played in the, in the main campaign mm-hmm. and then to so- something else, I think it's always fun to... To switch. I think all, a lot of us have that uh, typical archetype that you tend to lean towards. Uh, Tegan, do you have like an archetype that you, a class that you tend to lean towards?
1: Uh, so I like I half casters is what I usually go okay. for, because I like to have some magic, uh, but I usually never play, I like to be in the mix of it, so I usually have some martial capabilities, uh, so I play a lot of paladins, um, monks are not casters, but they're, they're kind of close with some of the abilities they get, uh, they're one of my favorites, I love zipping around, uh, and this, this system, the sentinels, are easily my favorite, because you get a lot of casting ability, but you can still hit twice, and got to be right in the mix.
0: Yeah, yeah, so... It's, it's nice that, you know, you always have those, I think, that you gravitate towards, but then when you, you play something else, you know, it's fun to, to do that too. So, awesome. Good stuff. Well, let's get into, um, you know, our, our topic proper here. Uh, probably plenty to talk about. Um, Tegan, I'll start over with you. Uh, lots of books out there for Star Wars. Uh, give us, if you can, uh, you know, your best kind of breakdown high level as possible of, of what's out there. So we have obviously different like there's legends, what that means, there's canon, et cetera. Um, you know and then you probably break it down even further with the eras that are out there. Uh, what what does that kind of look
1: like? Definitely. So I'll start with canon because that's the one I'm still kind of getting used to. Uh, I haven't read as much with canon as I have with uh, the Legends verse, So they are starting, they're pumping out books and there's been some great ones on there. Uh, Primarily, most of the books so far have been focused right in that rebellion uh, just after the Empire Falls era. Uh, There really hasn't been too much uh, outside of the High Republic, which is kind of a new era for them as well. Um, But most of it has, uh, I think there's two or three books in the High Republic now. I'm a little bit behind on those ones, but those have been pretty good too uh so yeah, most of theirs are kind of concentrated with the high republic being the earliest uh which is a couple hundred years before the the series starts with uh the phantom menace uh and then a little bit in the clone wars area and then a, a bit mostly with that rebellion era and then just post empire falling kind of Jaku era uh so those those are a canon makes it super easy with it all being confined there and still being a little bit new uh where legends there's a ton uh between the books comic books there's like a lot of key errors you can go through um i usually think there's probably about five ones you could really break it into um with the kind of a pre-russan or uh kind of the the Old Republic era before, uh, when there's still the Sith and the Republic fighting, where you've got like a lot of the Darth Bane books, uh, some of the Old Republic books as well. Uh, so kind of that just true uh, kind of Wild West era was still older in time and the Sith are abundant. Uh, then you have the other prequel era, which is kind of with the Clone Wars, some of the ones pre and there's some great books that really uh, expand on the lore of the prequels. I definitely recommend checking out. Then you've got the, the Dark Times, which is right before, before the Rebellion gets going. Uh, then you got the Rebellion area. And then pretty much the New Republic era. Uh, then after that, you've got the New Jedi Order era, which is pretty sick, which some of my favorite stories are in. Uh, then you got the Legacy era, which is about 100 years past that. Interesting. Awesome. Yeah, there's so lots there. Um, I think
0: that comes up a lot is, uh, you know, what era should I play in? Uh, you know, things like that and, and it seems that the, the literature out there definitely offers quite a bit in that, that realm. so that's uh, that's great. So So out of that list, Tegan uh, and, and Zach, uh, what's, what have been your some of your favorites? Uh, or let's start with maybe is there a favorite era within those uh, of books that you like? Um, you know maybe you have favorite books that are dot around, but uh, if you had to pick one of the eras that are out there, Uh, what would
1: be your favorite? Definitely. So uh, with me, uh, cause it's kind of funny. I did my favorite list, uh, with you guys a little earlier and I realized that none of my favorite books are in my favorite era, uh, outside of trader, which would be like a number six for me, but new Jedi order era is phenomenal for me. Uh, It's really when it's when Delray took over and they kind of got a little bit more, not serious, but like uh, put more stakes in the writing. Uh, It's about, I think 20 books, 20, maybe more than that. Uh, It's a long series, uh, deals with the Yuuzhan Vong invasion. Uh, Just had a really cool tone and just really, they did a great job connecting all the stories. Uh, And it just really kind of makes a, like a sum for a great part of it. And there's some cool stuff you can get for running a campaign. And actually I think my next campaign after I'm done with Hunted uh, a couple months, was going to evolve around the Yuzon Vong and just kind of all the things you can bring with them with an invasion and uh, some cool stuff on that side.
0: You uh, you mentioned we'll get to this list, but uh, your your kind of top individual books are those from another era, or do are the do those
1: dot around? They bounce around actually. Uh, so I, I, looking at them, I think most of them are actually in the prequel era. Surprisingly, I wouldn't have guessed that, but uh, okay. most of them are kind of bounced around
0: nice and zach how about you what's your favorite uh, era for for books and whatnot
1: yeah
2: um so i i also really enjoy the new jedi order era but i i tend to operate a lot right before that kind of at the time like <clears throat> empire's been defeated um but it's still out there there's still problems in the galaxy the republic's still gaining its footing it has there's a lot of missteps there that they have trouble with um with, you know, a little bit of resurgence of the empire, um, like in the, in the Thrawn era. Um, and then this kind of big, deep breath, this moment of peace before the Yuuzhan Vong invasion um, it's kind of a feels, feels like a really big empty, not empty, but there's, there's a lot of potential there for stories to tell. And that's, that's where I'm running one of my Star Wars 5E games just in that Post rebellion, but pre New Jedi Order era.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, not to, I know we kind of, we're going to maybe save this for the end of using this for inspiration, but I think this is a great point to jump off right from that. So tell us, you know, you said there's that, you know, emptiness or, or that, that breath there in between. So as things are somewhat peaceful, as you said, what, what kind of stories do you create there? What, what becomes your, you know, your uh, antagonists and things like that?
2: there's a lot of loose threads in that era that kind of get stomped on before the, when the Yuzhan Vong show up. And so I've kind of tied them all together into one organization. There's a lot of, a lot of, um, of the fringe of the galaxy, like slavers and um, other Imperial, like more extreme Imperial remnants that are pushed out to the edge. Um, So I'm kind of tying all those together into one organization that's um, looking to, Uh, bring back the fallen emperor and um, kind of create a new empire Um, and getting to tell a story there also means that I get to bring in and link characters to established, um, established characters from the fiction. Um, Like two of my characters in that game are Jedi. So they've studied directly under Luke because there's not really anyone else at this point. Um, One of them one of them has uh, flown on the Millennium Falcon with Han for awesome. a while doing some smuggling stuff. Um, so it's fun. It's fun to bring those in, but it's also fun fun for them to leave kind of those comfortable places with the established characters and be thrown into something that is um, unknown. Right. And it's especially easy when they don't read the books, so yeah. they don't have any <laughs> idea what's happening.
0: Yeah, definitely a benefit there. Yeah. Um, you know if they don't and i think that's another thing too is is i've run into as a player and in a, a dm as well of of players or whatever having a lot of knowledge that i don't have and then you know i'll i'll grab a random species uh you know race out there for something and then the players like oh i know a lot about them and they normally would do this and this i'm like oh well i just picked them because of this reason and you know so you have to really bend it and um you know to fit your thing and so because there's only so much time in the day to do the research to you know make Sure. sure to do something you know but uh certainly i mean you know when you have a gap in like that in the in the books or in the lore i guess uh certainly an opportunity there so Let's maybe go to, you know, now we've kind of looked at those eras. Uh, How about some of those specific books uh, that are favorites? Um, You know, just as a quick mention of my catalog, it's been uh, the Bane trilogy, which I really enjoyed, the original Thrawn trilogy, um, uh, Dark Disciple, which is uh, a Saj Ventris novel, which is great. And um, currently listening to. Um, oh, the uh, Forces of One, I think is the first of that dual, uh, is it? Um, choices? Oh, of one. Uh,
1: Choices of One, yeah. Okay, what's, uh, the, yeah.
0: what's the other uh, one? Alliance, I thought was it? Something Star- Alliance. Something Alliance. Um, yeah, yeah, what
1: is that one? Yeah.
0: Whichever that one with uh, with uh, Mara Jade. Um, so I, I listened to the first one. Unfortunately, there's no audiobook of the second one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, currently listening to Outbound Flight. So, um, and also just touching on audiobooks, the generally the production of the audiobooks is amazing. I mean, between uh, I think Mark Thompson's one of the main mm-hmm. uh, uh, voice readers, and then another guy, I think it's Jonathan Davis, is the other, and they they do both do great jobs. And then just the audio production with the sound effects and ambient noise, it's so enjoyable, uh, rather than just somebody reading. So, but uh, but anyway, um, you know, as I said, I'm working on my list, uh, Zach, what are your favorite, uh, books, uh, two, three, four, uh, that stick out to you?
2: Um, well, I've got my, my list starts with, um, the revenge of the Sith novelization by Matthew Stover. has some really, really excellent characterization of, um, of Anakin, of Obi-Wan, of even of Palpatine, just these, these little moments that. That the author takes time to break down. There's an excerpt, um, right at the end where, um, where Anakin has been, it was defeated. He was burned up. He's been put into the suit. Um, and there's this little breakdown of like, he, the, the author inserts these stanzas of like, this is what it feels like to be Anakin Skywalker right now. And it's like, and you know, He's a phenomenal pilot. They do some stuff during that first battle over Coruscant. Um, and then there's the moment he breaks down the moment where he chooses to turn to the dark side to save Padme in his mind. Um, and he breaks down that moment in a similar way. Um, and then he breaks down this moment um, right as Anakin wakes up in the Darth Vader like suit that we know. Um, and he's like, this is how it feels to be Anakin Skywalker forever. Um, And it's just this really chilling moment where he goes into like, you cannot hear yourself breathing or can you can hear yourself breathing. It comes harsh and hard and scrapes nerves already raw, but you can't stop it. You can never stop. You can't even slow it down. You don't have lungs anymore. It's this really shocking, chilling um, excerpt that goes on for a while. And it's some great characterization. It's something that,
0: that, You know, it definitely is going to come across much different in written word as opposed to, you know, the visual. You could definitely visualize all that and present that, but Mm -hmm. you almost need that monologue to kind of really emphasize it, I think, which is cool. So.
1: Stover went all out with that book like he made it better <laughs> than it had any reason to be <laughs> like it's uh it's Absolutely. it's really good like uh I, I love that novel and I made the mistake is uh I think our one of Myers one of our grocery stores released it before the movie came out so I read it before the movie came out and it's just it's just oh it's man amazing. yeah so it's Still a great movie, but the, the books like surpassed it so much. I was a little little disappointed when I saw some of those scenes played out. But if, if you haven't tried it, uh, especially if you sometimes feel like Revenge of the Sith doesn't make as much sense as it should, read the book. It explains it. It makes everybody super logical and or at least not logical, at least reasonable about why they went about everything and just really good character mm-hmm. studies into Obi-Wan, Anakin, and uh, Mace, too. They did a great job with Mace. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. have to add it to the um, list.
2: Yes, I didn't mean to sit on that one for
1: so long, but
2: uh, it's a really good book. Um, my others, my other favorites would include um, the the original Thrawn trilogy by uh, Timothy Zahn. Just a really great, it, it's like the quintessential, I mean, before before the sequels came out, before Disney started all this, I always thought of those three books as episodes seven, eight, and nine. Mm-hmm. Like those were, that, that was the sequel trilogy in my head. Um, Just phenomenal writing, great characterization. The new characters that he brings in are wonderful. Mara Jade, uh, Town Card, they're they're great. Um, I wrap up my list with, um, I'm blanking on the author's name. Uh, John Jackson Miller, am I thinking right? Yeah, John Jackson Miller's Kenobi. Um, It's set relatively soon after he arrives on tatooine to protect luke um and it's it's just a really great obi-wan character study and obi-wan kenobi is my favorite character
0: so obviously this is going to be on my favorites list awesome yeah good good uh good group of lists there uh, group of books there uh, tegan over to you uh what are your uh top favorites that you've read so
1: far Perfect. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith is definitely high on the list. Uh, after that, Stover, like I wish he wrote more books, because almost every one of them that he's written is one of my favorites. Uh, my second favorite right after Revenge of the Sith is Shatterpoint, which, if you wanted like, a good case study for Mace, uh, and kind of like, because a lot of people sometimes I see it on the boards a lot, people just kind of miss some of the message of the prequels, and think the Jedi are just blind, ignorant, and just not really doing the job well. Uh, where Shatterpoint goes into a lot of their failings, but explains why some of those failings are there, uh, and it just It's really kind of a cool case study. It's got a jungle war type feel vibe to it. Uh, And just uh, it's one of the best books. It can kind of the first part's a little slower for some people that need to kind of get right into the action. But once you get past that first like 80 pages, it just starts flying. Uh, So easily one of my uh, top recommendations there. Um, after that, uh, kind of bounce around a little bit, outbound flight. You're going to love that one. I'm not sure how far into that. That's another one that kind of takes a a little bit to pick up, but once it picks up, it just kind of gets roaring and kind of goes pretty well there. Yeah. I think it's just about getting going. Um, unfortunately the audiobook
0: is abridged. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to listen through it still, and then maybe check out like notes on what is taken out, but it's, it's been good so far. Um, they're, they're just kind of getting to. I think where the, the program's about to take off, uh, but the back and forth is super cool uh, in the book anyway, but yeah, yeah
2: I would recommend. Um, and I don't think the audiobook is the full book on this one either, but it's a counterpoint to outbound flight um, uh, survivor's quest. Okay. It focuses I've heard on of that one. Yeah. Yeah. It focuses on Luke and Mara and it's, it's about outbound flight still, um, but it's definitely worth a, worth a
1: look. Check it out. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. What else, Deegan? Uh, the other big two on, or uh, yeah, big big two on my list. Uh, love the Plagueis novel. Uh, Jason. Uh, Jason Lucino, right? Thank you. Uh, yeah, James Lucino. Yeah, James Lucino. Lucino. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite authors. Like the guy, like has like a walking encyclopedia of Star Wars knowledge. He does such a great job of war- weaving it in like the lore uh, for both Legends and Canon now too uh, of everything he writes. Like sometimes authors will have like mess ups or things that really wasn't shouldn't be in the continuity at that point but like never jason uh and plagueis is like a master class of going through the prequels and kind of showing uh both and Sidious's relationship and kind of weaving in the sith's plan and how they got everything set up for kind of the eventual revenge of the sith so definitely one of my favorites it can be really it's cool cool look at a different style of sith too uh in my view uh, and then my last big one and uh, if you guys do ever read revenge of the sith uh if you have time to read two other novels uh read labyrinth of evil that one's really good but it's not one of my favorites but the one right afterwards on uh, dark lord rise of vader and that's another james lucino book uh, is just a phenomenal case study into anakin after, or darth vader at that point after he's fallen him kind of getting his grip and getting used to his powers and his place in the galaxy very nice. Yeah, it's another one
0: on the list. I think unfortunately that is also abridged in the audiobook. That's just I prefer that format because it's easier for me to to listen to that on my way. But uh, you know, yeah, definitely another good one. So good, uh, good all around. Um, so what else? There's there's definitely beyond beyond novels and and uh, that category. Uh, there's certainly plenty of other. Um, you know, literature out there comics uh and then also some of the guides and things uh what have you guys uh have you guys gone through much of the comics i have not
2: um i i tried to get into uh the comics when i was younger but my my parents were already like we already buy you the justice league and superman <laughs> comics how many more could you possibly need um so i didn't i tried to check them out when the, from the library when i could but small town libraries really don't have that much in the way of uh, comic yeah. books. So I was kind of out of luck at that point. I have read some of the new Darth Vader series that's
1: recently come out, and that's really good. Yeah, I love the comics. Uh, so there's bits of gaps. So New ca- new Canon, I've read all the Darth Vader stuff, and that's been phenomenal, especially the prequel, or not the prequel, the right after uh, Revenge of the Sith Darth Vader series that was excellent uh from the old canon a couple of my favorites uh i loved a uh, legacy of the force series so there's a book series as well as a comic series uh for it uh it's Bit of a not contentious, but some people love it, some people hate it. So if you try it, just gotta kind of give it a shot. Uh, it's not for everyone, uh, but it's set about a hundred years after, uh, probably one hundred twenty years after the Battle of Yavin. Uh, so all the the big three are dead: uh, Luke, Leia, and Han. Uh, but it's kind of a whole new galaxy, or not gal- kind of a galaxy in a different state, and follows Cade Skywalker and uh, the Imperial Remnant and the new Galactic. Um, what do they call it? The GA. Uh, remember what they call the Republic after it collapsed? The
2: Galactic Federation
1: of Free Alliances. The Galactic Alliance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, follows them, uh, and it's just it's just a cool series, and it has a real different tone. Cade Skywalker. He's not Anakin. He's not Luke. He's kind of a uh, kind of a deadbeat uh, pirate type drug addict, and uh, it's kind of cool seeing him uh, both embrace and change his legacy uh, as he goes through. So definitely one I'd recommend. Uh, and then for just. a um, quick series, Darth Vader and the ghost prison and Darth Vader and the, I have to look up the full name, but I think it's Darth Vader and the ghost prison is a quick, like five, six episode issue issue, series. And it's just phenomenal. Is that
0: the, like the haunted palace stuff that he did? Is that, or is that a different one?
1: So that's a different, the haunted palace is one of the new ones. Uh, This is one of the last ones to come out before. um... Oh, it is ghost prison. Yeah. Darth Vader and the ghost prison. Okay. Uh, Really cool. Uh, Just one of the last few Legends ones that came out and just has some fun stuff and gives a good look at uh, Palpatine and Vader's relationship, too.
0: Yeah, the other ones that I was just mentioning, I forget what they're called um, because I was looking up uh, Vader's Castle. uh, Adventures, Tales from Vader's Castle is a series, and it was kind of this, I think, like special, um, you know, spooky horror themed uh, comics they did because I was looking up some Halloween inspiration. For upcoming and and see if there's some things there and um that one looked pretty interesting i haven't checked it out but uh looked looked pretty cool so so yeah lots of comics out there you know there's a lot of old republic stuff Uh, i mean it definitely covers entire star wars uh, era from beginning to end and whatnot so lots of resources out there as well uh, and then one other thing to touch on quick here as well um Tegan, I, you've talked about this before but the essential guides uh so kind of resource books out there that uh, are available um and, and just awesome uses there so what what are some of the good ones that you like out of that uh section
1: the, this for dm like these are like the, the best thing to read like is a quick they give you a lot of like world building information you can use and they're easier to read than just kind of going through Wikipedia dives. Uh, My top three favorite are uh, Jedi versus Sith, uh, the force and it kind of goes over all the force traditions and powers and things. Um, The uh, essential guide to war. uh, And then the essential guide to the or the Atlas of the galaxy. Um, All three are phenomenal. They give some great information on different aspects you can use to throw into your campaign and really flesh it out and give it that Star Wars feel.
2: Yeah, so my library actually did have these. They had the whole collection of these these essential guides to weapons and technology, essential guide to droids, essential guide to ships and vehicles. Um, I read all of those books multiple times. Um, they were fantastic. It's where a lot of the random dumb knowledge that I have about Star Wars comes from
1: is that like somebody many, has so many cool random things in there mm-hmm. that just can easily help you flesh out a campaign or just got to get going out that uh and it's they've got like some of the best art too like uh just really it's, it's worth it almost on its own for the art i agree
0: yeah i know you know from from when we you know, seems so long ago, used to play in person, Tegan, for uh, our Spooner campaign, uh, Star Wars 5e, you know, you had the copies of those books and thumb through them there. And I've seen them, you know, bookstores and things and definitely great resources that I need to just, you know, end up picking up myself. Um, but definitely great uh, is kind of unofficial source books and things for for Star Wars 5e. Um, so Tegan, what are some ways that you've used, you know, all the books that you've read uh, as inspiration for campaigns? And uh, what are what are
1: some good points uh, for people to kind of uh, pull from that? Definitely. Um... Uh, it kind of it varies from books to books kind of what I take but there's always like something cool that like either a species or uh, organization that'll stand out from the books uh, that you can really kind of bring to life uh, like one of the ones like uh, it's one of my kind of like my favorite popcorn books I call it but I realized I've used like most of her like species and things uh, the AC Crisp and Han Solo series like it's not like it's not like supremely well written but it's just one of those ones that's super enjoyable to read and it has like some of the coolest species uh, like uh, with Hunted I think actually every campaign I've run with Star Wars 5e I've done something with the Talanda Till. Uh, I love that species. She brought them in and uh, and it's kind of one of those things, if you find a species you like, you can kind of use them, kind of see what's going on with them. Uh, even some of the stories, you can kind of twist them and kind of make them fit more from a D&D or table aspect. Uh, like I think I mentioned, after Hunted, I plan on doing a, uh, a Use on Vaughn campaign, but I'm not going to do it in the New Jedi Order or New Jedi Order era. Uh, I want to kind of throw it in the Old Republic, uh, so kind of sit around uh, the Jedi still and kind of have a full free-for-all for and you can kind of do that with the books. You get the inspiration from like, different characters, species, or weapons even, uh, and just kind of see how you can twist them, make them your own, and throw them in a whole different position. Nice.
0: Yeah, you know, kind of touching on, on as you said, with the Talana tale, you just pull on one thing. You know, I read, the first Star Wars books I read was that original Thrawn series. So, of course, my first character was a Chiss. And then uh, the Dethyl um, some of my first uh, cool. messages and things in the Star Wars Five E Discord was, is there a devil species? And then, okay, maybe I need to learn to try and figure out how to make this because it's you know such a cool and you know it's such a cool uh, character in those books. Um, so things like that is, is definitely where you can draw inspiration from, uh, Zach, you touched on this a little bit before talking about your campaign and whatnot, but any other comments on that, uh, subject of, of how you'd utilize, uh, the books for inspiration?
2: Um, yeah, well, I, I will say, uh, first off that Tegan, I actually did that. I actually took the Yuzhan Vong war and dropped it in the old Republic. Nice. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I had, a I. You know, I expected some a little bit of like diversity when my players were making their characters and they all made Jedi. And so I was like, hmm, all right, how do I count how do I counteract force users with the uh <laughs> species that can't be affected by the force? Perfect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it works pretty well when you use that inspiration from the books. Um, one thing that I did randomly with this campaign that's in the um that's right, like right before that new Jedi Order is I took uh um I don't know if you've ever read the young Jedi Knight series. Um I haven't read that one. Uh. It's not, I don't, I don't remember it like super well or super fondly. I just kind of have this remembrance of it in my head um, set set in that era. Um, but it talks about Lando running a, uh, running a mining station, uh, mining for Karuska gems on the planet Yavin. So he's got this big, extravagant you know in classic lando fashion extravagant station that is part of that and so i just kind of like where do i want to start this campaign let's let's just grab gem Gem diver station and out of that series and and have it have a throw a party on there and it was a good way to bring all the all the characters together i'm just kind of pulling things out of the books that i've read
1: I did the same thing with Smuggler's Run uh, for my haunted campaign. So the little asteroid uh, that uh, Han Solo okay. hit on it for a while. Uh, it's going to be an easy way for people on the run to, to meet up someplace that's nondescript. That's good for a couple sessions, <laughs> for sure.
2: Yeah, and I I pulled um, I I had my old Republic campaign go into Haven space because of the things that I'd read in the um, oh in the it's after the New Jedi Order era um
1: oh um the um legacy that's another so they double dipped on legacy the
2: legacy of the forest i believe is the mm-hmm. series name yeah so i like talked about the hapens and they they kind of went and were the republic's kind of first touch point with the hapens um i pulled i pulled in some chiss uh into the yuzhan vong war because i thought that'd be fun for from reading the thron trilogy um just little, little things here and there that really flesh, the, flesh out your campaign. Um, you know, if you're, if you're running a campaign in the old public era, you don't just need to read old public books. You can pull anything because it's your world in the end, right. you get the say on what happens. So you can pull anything from any era. As long as you can make it make sense, it'll make sense to your players and they'll have fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I was just going to say too, it, it, it goes way beyond the books in regards to inspiration. It's, mm-hmm. it's just about, you know, if, if you can find the time, you know, certainly absorb as much of the media and content out there, go beyond the movies, the shows, you know, then get into the books, the comics, et cetera, well, everything that's out there. Cause it's just going to serve for, for those uh, points of inspiration as you flush things out. Um, you know, definitely. And, and then also, you know, have make sure you have that conversation at your table with your players that like okay up to this point session one you know everything beyond this might exist or there's a couple tweaks and then from here on out you know we diverge you know you're not going to run into luke and Leia down the road because of x or y or you will and you know things like that uh, just as long as you set those expectations and um you know things like that because you know you're, you're creating a new a new story exactly yeah uh, so as we wrap up here, um, Tegan and Zach, uh, what would you say? Let's go with uh, let's go with three books, if you can uh, narrow it down to that. That that you would say would be must reads. Let's kind of lean this a little bit. Uh, you know, it's pretty loose, but you know, for DMs of Star Wars 5 V, if for some reason this book's you know does something to help with that. So not necessarily your favorites, but if you think that for some reason the book is is very good three three books out of all that you are aware of what would be good to uh to read as uh, somebody new to the literature
1: let's exclude the Thrawn trilogy too because yeah. i mean that's yeah so uh they've definitely be my top uh th- th- those ones are easy to spot we to can start, count but...
0: that as one as a as a trilogy okay. as a series <laughs> yes. we can count it as one
1: so uh, one i like uh especially if you're gonna be running an old republic campaign and you want to have some more kind of a, a different view of the sith uh the darth bane books especially path of destruction can be a great way to get familiar with just kind of the the sith thought process their training style which can have some depth to your books or to your uh, to your campaign uh, so that, that would definitely be one i would go for what oh, would be another good single book I'll pass it to you, Zach. I'm gonna think kind of my last one.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah. So I would say, let's think here. Man, there are so many. Uh, Each one is is beneficial in its own way. Um, I would say, just it, this the introduction of of tragedy and like huge stakes. I would say, um, oh man.
0: I'm think blanking Vector on Prime?
2: yeah, I, that's exactly okay. right, Tegan. Vector <laughs> right. <laughs> Prime, the first book of the Yujean Vong um, of the New Jedi Order series, um, is just a huge shift, and it, it kind of is like a a brand new sort of Star Wars. I think that's definitely required reading
0: and not in and not necessarily taking you know the specifics of the story but more the theme as you were saying you know yeah use that and then apply that to to other eras other you know put in the different two players in the in the game
2: yeah well i think i think like the themes of because because the way the way rpgs work i mean it's it's very different than being a character in a movie because you you have you know you don't have any plot armor ideally right. um so you've got you you have to worry about things like tragedy and um and themes of loss and things like that because you will lose on occasion um and so just having that experience um in universe framed in the universe um that way would be good to have for a dm
1: definitely the great one there it's one of my favorites and yeah just really raised the stakes and really set the tone and i, I felt bad for the author i read like i i read this one later but i heard he got a lot of hate for it too which he definitely didn't deserve it was a well-written book uh so hopefully he got kind of better from that uh, my last big one that uh that i would mention just as a cool one to set the tone for a dnd style game uh, the first book of the coruscant knights series uh what is it? Uh, shit what is the name of that book uh, it's the Coruscant Night series I think there's like four or five of them I think Jedi Twilight or Planet of Twilight or something like that uh, but it's a cool series about right after the uh, episode three uh, with this one Jedi who's on his own trying to survive on Coruscant and it just it's a cool, it feels like a D&D game almost and I think that could be a cool one to set your tone especially for the era uh, and just kind of get some cool cool kind of pieces of lore and inspiration for running a game awesome Yeah, so
0: yeah, definitely all good choices, good, good reasons for utilizing that. Um, And, you know, it goes way beyond just the Star Wars books, of course, I mean, any, I think we we touch on this a lot, use other movies, use other books for inspiration, Uh, you know, the the themes, the tropes, etc, they're going to get used over and over again, you know, outside of, of pulling inspiration from books. they're still just awesome to sit through and and read mm-hmm. uh, if if you travel uh, for work or anything else uh, and you have time, audiobooks as I said as well are such an amazing um, way to take in this content as well as I said usually production is done really well so um, yeah, I think uh, you know that'll probably wrap us up here. Zach, thank you for joining us for this conversation. It was great to have you.
2: Yeah, it was great to be here. thank you guys.
0: Absolutely. So, and uh, everyone out there, uh, please let us know, you know, what books you're reading and what you like about those and, you know, just any other thoughts you have on that as well.
1: Yep. And one quick last book shout out. I just remember one of my favorites, I Jedi, super good book. Oh Uh, yeah. Yeah. So last minute plug on that one. Uh, Check that one out too. Uh, I think Michael Stackpole, yeah, Michael, it's corn. Michael Stackpole did it. Uh, But yeah, really good guy. Yeah definitely one to read it's really it's a weird it's written a different style than the other ones but perfect and cool for DD campaign too
0: awesome all righty well zach thanks again we'll uh, have you again sometime
1: all right it's good to be here thanks man
0: so that was our conversation with zach about uh, books of star wars great to have him on and uh, a great discussion overall Uh, We hope that, uh, you know, that was value to you and and inspires you to go pick up uh, some of the great uh, material out there. Looking ahead, our next episode, as we mentioned uh, previously, uh, there were some big customization option uh, releases for Star Wars 5e. And we're going to bring that into an episode that will be our next episode to just dive into what all that contains as uh, those big changes to the system. And uh, I think with that, we'll uh, see you on the next one. May the force be with you.
1: May the force be with you.